Ladies and germs, welcome to a special NBA edition of the ATM at the Minute podcast. Today we got NBA futures. We hit all of them. Eastern Conference champ, Western Conference champ, NBA champion, all the individual awards. Then at the end of the show, we got three win totals we like, a piece, me, Jackson, and our buddy Jack Hale back on the show. And lastly, we got opening night picks for you. Disclaimer, though. Zion Williamson was announced out for a few weeks today by Woj. When we made our opening night picks, we had not accounted for that, so keep that in mind. Anyways, if you enjoy the show, give us five stars, leave a review, tell your friends, subscribe. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Tip-off, five nights away. The NBA season is back, just about, and we thought there was nobody better to bring on than Hot Take Hale. Jack Hale, I know you're pumped the fuck up for this Thunder season. How are you doing? (laughs) What's going on right now, man? I am am doing great. Um, Just finished up another week of school here in Stillwater. I know Jackson feels me on that. Um, But yeah. The Chiefs are about to start, so couldn't be more excited. Uh, we need to get a uh, win on the board after losing two Preferably in a, row. a win by a, Pre- at least three points. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that, that's a lock. It's, it's going to happen, no doubt about you. it. The public is overthinking it. They need to stop. Chiefs by at least 10, guaranteed. But I'm here to talk NBA, and I couldn't be more excited for the season to start. Jackson, you agree with all that? I'm on board 100%. Y'all heard the Chiefs are my pick of the week. I like them at minus three. All right, well, kickoff soon. By the time you hear this, we will know whether or not these guys are winners. So let's just get right into it. NBA (laughs) futures. We got Western Conference champion, Eastern Conference, NBA, all the individual awards, all that good stuff. Win totals, prop bets, and then a couple opening night picks. So if you're a gambler, here we go. Jack, lead us off. Who's your Western Conference champion? Um, well, I've got to be that guy, and I'm doing it, and I'm picking the Lakers. Um, simply because I think after coming off after LeBron last year and the disaster that they went through, I think he's hungry. And um, there's a dude on the team named Anthony Davis now that should be a pretty good help, especially defensively, while uh, LeBron enters you know, the – the later years of his career, and I think someone slept on is going to be Danny Green. I think he's going to be huge for the Lakers. Um, I think he's going to get a lot, a lot, a lot of open threes, and we all know that he can make them. Um, the West is tough, like it is every year, but obviously this year is as hard as it it's ever been to pick. But like I said, I'm that guy. I'm going Lakers. It's very unfortunate. It's very, very <laughs> unfortunate because I hate the Lakers. I'm not going to lie. And what just like put the icing on the cake for me, I was in San Diego all summer, and when the Kawhi deal was happening, 
every single person there is pretty much a Lakers fan. Everyone and their dog. I was at a 4th of July party, and I spent probably two hours talking to these guys who were just hammered, who were so convinced Kawhi and the Lakers were just a done deal. It was already going to happen. And then he went to the Clippers, and all the Lakers fans there just threw a fit, and it just made me root for the Clippers even more. And that is why I'm taking the Clippers at plus 210, I think they've got too much defensively for the Lakers to handle between Pat Beverly, Kawhi, PG, Montrez Harrell, Landry Shamit, and so many more pieces. I just think there's too much. They're too athletic. And when it comes down to it in the series, the Clippers are going to get the best of them. I like their supporting cast more also. Granted, LeBron and AD are probably bigger quote-unquote superstars than Kawhi and PG, Barely. I just I love the Clippers roster. I love it this year. Man. Okay, so the value on these picks, Clippers are coming in at plus two ten as the NBA or as a Western Conference champion. That is the favorite, correct? And then the Lakers are plus two fifty. Yes. That's right. Man, I'll just give you mine and then we can dive into the Lakers. How about that? I got the Rockets plus five hundred. Why I like him here, that's the best value you're going to get out of these top teams. I know a lot of people. That is true. A lot of people like the Jazz this year, the Nuggets. I think both those. I like the Jazz. Yeah, both those teams are going to be good regular season teams, and that's kind of what this uh, is all about, you know, getting that one seed and getting ready for the playoffs. But I just love the Rockets. People are sleeping on the pairing with Russ. This is two MVPs who want to play together. They're going to be able to figure it out. Harden's probably played together. Who have played together, like you said. <laughs> and James is just gonna go nuts this year. I think he's gonna take more step back three pointers than he did last year, which shattered the NBA record. How? How? It's it, how? There's only one basketball, right? There's only one basketball, but his efficiency is off the charts. I just it is. Are it you guys is. ready to see Russ average 15 rebounds and 15 assists? And like I hope 12 points. points this year, though. I was going to say he might put 15 <laughs> across the board, but I would love that from him, honestly. <laughs> I just think Westbrook's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. I mean, I think Harden will probably dominate the ball just as much, but he didn't have another guard to dominate the ball last season at all. So I think Harden's numbers go down this year. Oh, my God. I mean, he had Chris Paul. <laughs> he did have Chris Paul, but I feel like Chris Paul missed half the games. That's true. That is true. Well, why I like him so much is because they won 53 games this past season. Harden missed a bunch of time at the beginning of the year. The whole mellow experiment was going on. Right. The year- Chris Paul was banged up. Capella was banged up. Yeah, so I really like the Rockets' value at plus 500. The Clippers and Lakers, they're both pretty scary. They might beat each other up in the round before they meet the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals. So, I don't know. I just think that the Rockets are going to pull it off. Russ and Harden are ready to do this. What do you guys think about the East, though? Jack, who you got to win the East? Philly. It's the year of the process. It's it's happening. Um, yep. I think we all agree on that one, too. Yeah, I saw we all, we all agreed. Um I'll go ahead and throw in my tidbit. Um, I I think losing Jimmy Butler and J.J. Redick was not good for them, but I don't think it was detrimental in any way, especially after adding Horford and Josh Richardson. Who Richardson, I mean, he's a 37% three-point shooter. Um, he'll bring a lot bet, better defense to the table than Redick 
bit, and I really think Horford's going to take a lot off of Embiid, especially, um, and you know, as with his role as the defensive anchor down low, I think Horford is just really going to help him and excel his game. Yeah, I definitely agree, and I think with the load management thing with Embiid, if you do need to rest him a little bit, it's no big deal. You just slide Horford into the five there, and that lineup is so massive. I mean, that's one thing that doesn't get talked about a bunch. Everyone on that team is six eight or taller, and so it's no big deal if Embiid misses a few games because they have the size to fulfill or to fill up that center role that would be a void on most teams if they were missing their all-star center. But I don't think it'll be that big of a problem for them, and I think one thing that's kind of getting overlooked also is Horford's leadership. Jimmy and that team, it it was just kind of a mess. I mean, I'm not sure they all really respected Jimmy entirely. I'm not sure he uh, respected them. It was just kind of a weird deal. He wasn't there that long. And I feel like Horford is just one of those glue guys in the locker room that just makes everything better. Yeah, I'm also excited to see the young guys on this team. Matisse Thibel, people are raving about saying he's going to be one of the best defensive players in the league from day one. So yeah. he can come off the bench, cover whatever whoever your best guard is if Ben Simmons doesn't match up that well with him. And then like guys like Zaire Smith, Shake Milton, those Owasso. guys are going to be fancy. What's that? Just throwing it. I'm excited for Zaire Smith. I know. I just think they got a lot of young guys ready to come in and make an impact this year plus jojo on his campaign man it's gonna be a huge year from the sixers plus 210 that's the best you're gonna get with the bucks i really think it's pretty simple with the loss of brogdon you know i don't see how the bucks are gonna be much better this year what do you guys think about the bucks? i agree i think i think the bucks take a step back i don't love their guard play i don't love bledsoe as everyone knows that listens to this, I'm a diehard Suns fan, and I watched him play a lot of games in Phoenix, and Bledsoe never impressed me. His leadership really isn't what you want out of a veteran guard on a playoff team, in my opinion. And another thing that people aren't thinking about, too, just got to hit this point, the Ben Simmons jump shot. I mean, if he's actually hitting perimeter jump shots, that opens the whole entire offensive spacing up so much. I mean, that gives so much more room for Embiid and Horford to operate down low. And Embiid actually could get some one-on-one situations versus before anybody guarding Ben Simmons can just sit in the paint. You don't have to worry about him hitting a jump shot. All you got to worry about is him blowing by you. And so you're always a help defender, essentially. And you can just help on Embiid all the time. I mean, Simmons showed it in preseason. He, he He hit a three. He did. He did. It damn near broke the internet. <laughs> I still think Steven Adams will make more than him this season, but I'm, <laughs> that, 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 that's just a hot take. Oh my I God. wouldn't doubt it, honestly. I would not doubt it at this point. <laughs> Steven Adams is the next Aaron Baines, but he's like 10 times bigger and Aim twice better. the player. That's just disrespectful. What? Yeah. <laughs> it was. I like the New Zealander over the Aussie. <laughs> hey, welcome to Phoenix, Aaron Baines. Woo! Oh, man. Big Stevie, yeah. the big Kiwi, is going to be dropping the corner three all season long. <laughs> no, I would but love to see it. Ben Simmons' uh, Jack, range could change that team. Oh, I agree absolutely. with you on that. Absolutely. Jack, you got any final thoughts here on Sixers or Bucks? Um, one name we haven't mentioned is Tobias Harris. And, uh, yeah. True. I I think we all know. I mean, you know, he's part of that tall lineup, he, and he's just going to come back hopefully with 
you know, hopefully a better player like he has every single season of his entire career. Um, he could be really huge for them. He had a lot of pressure on him with, you know, coming there with Jimmy Butler around the same time. And I think maybe they maybe traded hit, quite a bit for him too. Maybe his game could be freed up a little bit, and we can you know see Tobias really go to work. I would love to see that, and he's going to play the three with them. But I think he's really a stretch four. That's a pretty good three point shooter. So that's just going to be fun to watch. I mean, they're just massive, and one team. I know we really think it's a two horse race here, but one team not to sleep on, Indiana Pacers. I think Brogdon is going to be huge for them. I think he's really going to be detrimental to the Bucks. the fact that they lost him. And I think he's going to be really good with Indiana. And if they get Oladipo back at a decent time, they could be a pretty scary team come playoff time. But as of right now, I think you've got to go with the Sixers. I haven't heard much about Oladipo recently. What's you know, a timetable on him that any anybody After out of the that organization has given out? Yeah, I no, have not I, heard much, which is usually not good. Right, I agree. But if he comes back at all this season, I, I, I think Indiana without him is already a playoff team. And I think if for they sure. get him healthy for the playoffs, they're definitely somebody to consider as a dark horse. Definitely, definitely. Okay, should we move on to our NBA champion picks here? Yeah, yeet. All right, Peter, who you got winning the finals this year? All right, your NBA champion this year, we were just talking about him, the Philadelphia 76ers are going to win the NBA championship. Here's why. The Clippers and Lakers are going to bang each other up in the Western Conference Finals or the round before if they meet there because the Rockets are probably going to win the West. So, I don't know. They're just going to bang each other up. Nobody can guard both JoJo, Ben Simmons, Richardson, like we were just talking about. He's going to be a household name this year. Tobias, I just love that squad. They have defensive players all over the court. Ben Simmons is the real X factor here. We're talking about betting, and that's the real reason why I like him. They're plus 750, so I think that's... I mean, it is a good value pick, but I don't know. I, I, I just don't see a team out of the East winning it this year. I think Philly is the only team that really could, and I think if they did win it, they would have to have a very favorable matchup against a probably smaller Western Conference team. I think that's the only way they get the job done. But I think an L.A. team is probably going to be there, and I'm picking the Clippers at plus 333. I just think they have too much talent. Defensively, they're the best team in the league, in my opinion, and the bench is just so deep. I mean, they added Mo Harkless. You've got Landry Shamit coming off the bench. You've got Lou Will. I don't know if Montrezl Harrell's going to start or not, but they're just no. incredibly deep, and you don't think so? No. They got it all figured out. Him and Lou Will are running the show. Off the I bench. mean, that's what I think also, but with PG being out, I'm not really sure at the beginning of the year what the starting lineup's going to look like, and I'm not sure what changes Doc's going to make throughout the season. So I don't, I don't want to say for sure he'll be on the bench, but regardless, I love their pieces. I think their depth is incredible. I think their defense is incredible, and Kawhi and PG are just going to, they're just going to give everyone hell. I think between them and Pat Beverly, the Clippers are going to be a team that everyone's going to roll their eyes when they have to play because they're going to go, well, these guys again. points per game total is going to drop tonight. It, it's always a good problem to have as a team whenever you're trying to figure out a starting lineup and you know, you're know you trying to figure out the guys who have to go to the bench rather than the guys who you need 
to come off the bench to start. The Clippers are just so deep, and you know I, I completely right. understand why anybody would make that argument for them. Um, if you guys want me to go ahead and give my pick here, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, like I said, when I pick the West, I'm going to be that guy, and I'm going to ride them till the end. I think the Lakers get it done this year. Um, <laughs> they're plus three hundred. Um, there's a reason for that because they have LeBron James, and whoever they play won't have LeBron James. You know, like that like like we talked about um, off the air earlier, we noticed Lakers were plus three hundred to win the finals. Clippers were plus three thirty three, um, right. and it was reversed. Um, to win the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Clippers were favored, and Lakers were the number two team. Uh, There's a reason behind that. Like I said, LeBron James. I think if he makes it there, I don't see a team in the East that's ready to beat them, especially with Anthony Davis. I think he's going to be that good this year. And they're just all around. They have the experience, and the culture is, you know, it's it's a new culture, but it, it's the Lakers, and they're going to be all about winning. And I, I could see them getting it done this year. I could too if they match up against the Sixers in the finals. I think the Lakers are one of those teams that could really neutralize that length, just because AD LeBron, right there, you can essentially take away Al Horford and Embiid. I mean, you put AD on Embiid, you put LeBron on Horford, and I trust both them to get the job done as long as LeBron isn't taking plays off. LeBron's got to guard Ben Simmons, bro. This is a you think so? This is a battle of mega point guards. This is like, <laughs> this is like LeBron and then the Magic LeBron off brand hybrid Ben Simmons. So do you trust Kuzma to guard Horford then? I don't think Horford is really someone you have to think of that way. Really? I'm well, not worried about Davis Horford on putting the ball on the floor and like dropping dimes and like throwing the ball to the corner for an open Josh Richardson three. I don't think it's going like to work. I Horford to have 18 and 10 this year. I don't. Horford's you, a you good player. So? I don't think that's his role, though. That's a completely different conversation, though. I think they're going to rely on him a lot this year. I think he's the veteran that if push comes to shove and they're in a close game, they're going to look to get him the ball and make a play. I'd bet on 14 and 12 before I did 18 and 10. They're I not, completely agree with that. They're, they're not going to run much offense through him. He's going to be there for um, putbacks if he gets the offensive rebound, and we all know he has that weird three that just somehow goes in every single time. He drops it a few. I could just <laughs> see him and Ben Simmons running the pick and pop and it working well. I could. I just. I don't know. I think Horford's going to have a better year than a lot of people expect. 18 points might be a wee bit optimistic there. But I like Horford to have a solid year. I don't I, think he's going to be one of those guys that goes to a new team and just kind of disappears. I like him too, that's for sure. All right, should we move on here to MVP? Yeah, I got one thing on that. So the last few years, everyone's looked at the NBA as a big three type of league. you got to have three stars to get it done. Yeah, the Warriors, Yeah, the Warriors had four. That's why they were OP. But now everyone's saying this is a dynamic duo type NBA and Jack that's the reason why I think the Lakers do have a chance this year because the Lakers duo the Lakers duo is the only duo that matters that is by far the best duo duo in the NBA it's that duo nonsense is bullshit 
I know. I'm just saying, if that's how this year plays out, and if that's how the playoffs play out, because you know, no, in these I, big minutes, that's what it that comes matters. down to. Yeah, I know, but like at the end of the game, you need that guy to get the ball to, and. LeBron and Anthony Davis is an unbelievable pairing. We've seen LeBron take bad teams to the finals. Well, he's never had a We've never second seen him do fiddle. It this Western Conference. <laughs> we ain't never seen the brow next to LeBron. I can't believe I'm even saying this right now, but plus 300, you don't really have a lot to lose betting on right. those two. That's all I have. Let's go to MVP, all right? Let's do it. Let's do it, because we could stay there forever. Uh, Jack, you want to start us off here with your MVP? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, I've got Harden this year, and he's plus 800. I know, um, Westbrook's, yeah. joining, I know Westbrook's joining the team, and everybody thinks they're going to take away from each other, and they're going to have to give up whatever. I think how this ends up working out, I think Harden is going to score a boatload of points, just like he did last year. I think he's going to average over 30. I think Westbrook's scoring is going to yep. go down just like it has the last few years. Um, you know, since his NBA year, on, it's gone down. It, er, his MVP year, excuse me. Yeah, it, and he's been playing down. with PG, so he's he's been distributing a little more. He's had another superstar there. Right, and I, I, I think Westbrook's role is going to be solely rebounding the ball, assisting it, and making sure James is scoring the ball. Because this is James Harden's team, and this is the first time yeah. we'll see Westbrook as, you know, it, actually, I take that back. It won't be the first time since the Duran era, but this will be the first time in a while since it hasn't been Russ's team, and I think he's okay with that. Another a dark horse, though, that I have, I love Kyrie's odds at plus 3,300. You know, Kyrie has a lot at stake this year, or, or does not have much at stake this year, but has a lot at stake by joining the Nets. What's the last thing that he needs to check off of his career resume? That's an MVP, and he's not winning MVP whenever Kevin Durant comes back. So why not just put the team on his back this year and just do it all? Yeah, I mean, he's going to have way more touches, that's for sure. And he's going to be looked upon as the guy who's supposed to lead them to the lead them to the promised land at least this year. And I think he could be really good. But back to the Harden thing, if Westbrook puts up like 15, 15, and 15, I think the Rockets could go all the way. That's the thing that I just feel like Westbrook has been lacking, even when the in the KD days. I wish he was just more of a facilitator and the second option. And I felt like he always just kind of wanted to be the number one option. And him and Durant just it didn't it worked sometimes, but it didn't quite work. And I think coming into Houston with Westbrook really not having a choice but to probably defer to James Harden in the big moments, I think that could be a recipe for success. So I see what you mean with the Harden pick. I just can't imagine him having enough touches to replicate the numbers he's posted the last few years. He's gonna now, his, his assists are going to go down, whoa, but his points whoa, whoa. might go up. That is true. If Westbrook is setting him up and Westbrook's occasionally drawing double coverage or he's getting into the lane and drawing a lot of attention and kicking out to Harden, I do think that could work. And I think Harden's percentages go up. I think his three-point percentage goes up and his field goal percentage goes up. But everything else, man... I want to say it goes down. I'm just, I'm not sure. We'll see. I'm excited to watch Houston regardless, though. Uh, Peter, you want to give your pick here before I give mine? Yeah, yeah. No, James Harden was my number two pick for MVP. I'm going to throw that out there. I think you made a great point about Russ not playing with a player like KD in a while. Russ doesn't have a choice but to be the number two in Houston. It is Harden's team. 
Right. And he's just not even going to have a choice. It's he just, doesn't. That's just, and he does he gives no reason to believe that he's not okay with that choice. He he's he right. seems to be ready to you know be a true I think point, at this guard point in at his this career. Point. He knows it and he's completely on board with that. He just wants to win. Yeah, and people don't realize Westbrook makes people into MVPs. Kevin Durant won an MVP with Russell Westbrook. So many people say he doesn't allow that to happen. He's a ball hog. He doesn't. Paul Georgia was two shoulder injuries away last year. Exactly, he was. Exactly. So James Harden at eight to one. I love that pick, and he's my number two. My number one for MVP this season is JoJo, baby. Ku, (laughs) my guy. I'm 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 being a straight homer, but Joel Embiid. He's going to have a monster year. I know Jackson's going to say he's not going to play enough games to win I'm not even the MVP. Say anything because I think I've said it enough on the pod already. Okay, but yeah, Joel lost 20 pounds this summer. He's ready to just put it all out on the floor. He said he wants to be the next player to win the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year. He would be the third guy to do that with Hakeem Olajuwon and Michael Jordan. So if he's saying this to the public... He's lost some weight. He's taking this seriously, and he realizes what the potential anything, of the dude. Sixers he just is. Talks a lot. No, he's serious. Where was he on he's social media this summer? Nowhere, because he wasn't on it. DMing Beyonce and all the he backs he up his talk. That's not. He wasn't even on social media this summer. I'm telling you, nothing. man. He's ready to win the MVP. He's going I don't to have like whatever he says has anything to do with if he's going to play or not, or play at a high level or not. Yeah, because you have to think if you're a top twenty player in the league, your mindset has to be: I'm the best player. I'm going to win every award. You know, like I'm going to be defensive player. I'm going to be MVP. You have to think like that. Just because you're saying it to the media doesn't mean anything. Who said anything, that last that makes you year? Think less. Who said that to the media last year? Giannis Antetokounmpo, that's who. Joel is going to put up about 30 points a game. Ben Simmons' game is going to be elevated this year. That's going to elevate the whole team. The team's going to win about 60 games. The media is going to make the narrative about Joel Embiid scoring 30, blocking three shots a night, 12-1 to 1 odds. I love that pick. <laughs> Jackson, who do you got? I have got Steph here. At plus 550, we don't even need to talk about it a ton. I just think the fact that Clay's going to miss an extensive period of time, he's going to have so many touches. I mean, he's going to put up over 30 a game. He's going to hit a stupid amount of threes. His assists are going to be up. He's just going to have to carry that team. And I think for that reason, it's just going to be the Steph MVP narrative. If the Warriors are the two or three or four seed, I think he probably gets it. If he quote-unquote carries them to this playoff season and they get clay back and they're competitive and oh the warriors didn't miss a beat thanks to steph curry and him carrying them blah blah blah. i can just see it now i mean he's the nba's golden boy and i would not be a bit surprised if it happened over five to one odds i like that value and my dark horse here luca luca's at 50 to one odds and we're gonna get there later i'm sure we'll hit on some mavs but i think he's gonna have an incredible season porzingis is coming back i think they'll be in the playoffs the Mavs are going to be one of those teams that surprises everyone. And Luka, I mean, I would not be a bit surprised if Luka puts up 28, 8, and 8 this year. Yeah, I love all, I love all of our picks, honestly. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those guys that wins it. Wow. Yeah, we're good. My dark horse is Donovan Mitchell at plus 4,000. That's 40 to 1. Woo-hoo. 
why not? You know, the Jazz bring in Mike Conley, Bojan Bogdanovich. That's two ball handlers, playmakers, shooters. I think that's why he doesn't have a chance. That can, no, th- those are guys that can expand Donovan's game. It's going to take no, some of the pressure off of him, but Donovan's I mean, been working. Can. And I think he'll be better. I just don't think he'll have as many touches as he had the last two seasons. I know. I'm just saying, 41. I, I think those guys definitely elevate Mitchell's game a lot. And I, th- I think he does play well and rise to the occasion, but I don't think he's going to play MVP well. You know, I don't think he's at that level yet. Yeah, I agree with that. But like you said, I agree with that. Dark Horse. And that's why you, definitely. That's why you definitely. throw him These out. are long shots here. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, you just tried to convince me Luca's you know? gonna win the MVP, and he might not even make the playoffs. So, <laughs> I like Luca a whole lot more than I like Donovan. Just saying. I think oh, you're Donovan not gonna win the MVP if you don't make the playoffs. So, Luca's the best player on his team by a mile. Donovan is now the third best player on his team. Hey, Westbrook <laughs> won it as at a six seed. So, that is true. That is very true. Okay, <laughs> let's move on here oh because we gosh. are going at a pretty slow pace so far. Rookie of the year. Peter, you want to start us off? You took the obvious pick, so go ahead and give us the details on it. Sure, I'll take Zion, minus 130. Throw your mortgage on it. Here's why. Rookie of the year, there's always a story behind it, or they're just putting up monster numbers. Zion's going to do both of those. He's going to put up probably 22 points a game at minimum. I know the preseason doesn't mean a whole lot, but what he's been doing has impressed me just as much as what I saw at Duke. They played the Jazz the other night, and I know Rudy Gobert's won Defensive Player of the Year twice now. Zion was finishing in his chest, finishing with both hands at the rim on Rudy Gobert. You know, miniature sample size. It's as small as it gets, but... He's shooting like 80%. It's just unbelievable. How could you not take this guy? Minus 130. That's all. That's what it's all about. And the Pelicans have a chance to make the playoffs if he plays at that level. JJ's, who, JJ Reddick's who? never missed the playoffs. They're going to do it. So, like, what other, what other rookie can match that? You know, there's going to be no story like it. Shot I'll tell you playoffs. why you don't take Zion. Okay. You don't place a future pick that's minus 130 we all know he's probably gonna win it he probably will but we're 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 putting out picks here peter nobody nobody's gonna wait six months to you know make their hundred bucks off their their 130 dollars investment (laughs) yeah i know i agree but i agree you you don't know that I agree. I mean, he is the clear-cut favorite. All right, I'm just laying out reasons why he might. And so, Jack, go ahead. Who you got? Because I like your pick a lot. I think we all do. Ben Simmons? <laughs> no, you're rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going to go for his third straight this year. Um, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all on the Tyler Hero train. At plus 1,000, I could go on for days talking about him. You can scroll back to my tweets since before the draft. I was all about OKC taking him until Miami grabbed him at 13, which hats off to them. Great pick. I loved him in college. I you know, have wasted a lot of time watching his high school highlights. The dude is a savage. He is a scorer, and he's going to be big in this league for a long time. I guarantee it. His... His his odds have moved from since 
I want to say before preseason at plus ten thousand, and then they were yeah. uh, plus four thousand, and now today they are plus one thousand. Get it while you can. Lock it in now before he's got a minus sign in front of his name, just like Zion. <laughs> I like that. I think Hero's gonna ball. I think Jimmy Butler there will help him out. Dragic will get him a lot of good looks. That Miami team doesn't have a ton of scores, so he's going to get a lot of volume. Uh, guy I'm going with here, it's kind of a long shot, but I think he's going to start at the four for them at some point, and that's Michael Porter Jr. Ben Simmons type deal. He was missed all last season. Uh, second year guy, but he's technically a rookie. I'm not really sure what the ceiling is for him, and I'm not really sure what the floor is either. But the when he was coming into the league, when he was presumed to be healthy, People were talking about him as a number one pick and in the same category as LeBron. And I know that is long ago and a lot has changed since, but I think the guy is going to have a massive chip on his shoulder. I mean, he's barely played the last three years. He's been rehabbing hard. He's been working hard. And in the preseason games, he looked good. I think he could very well put up something like 15 or 16, seven or eight boards and two or three assists. Zion's going to be tough to beat. Hero's going to be up there. There's going to be a few other dark horses that are in the mix. I like Clark, Brandon Clark. Super long shot, 60-1. to But at the end of the day, I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to get a ton of looks on a playoff team and starters minutes, and I think that's going to catapult him into the Rookie of the Year conversation. I just wonder if he's actually going to get those starters minutes. and uh, you know, I, I feel like Denver's a team mm-hmm. you know, s- similar to... The Spurs or even the Warriors, they're not going to rush him back into a situation. And obviously they're going to play him if he's healthy. That's why they drafted him. But um, I I, I just think long-term, or they'll be thinking long-term, and I don't think they're trying to get him a Rookie of the Year award. I think if he does come in and average 15 and 7 or 8, like you said, I, I don't think that'll get it done as a Rookie of the Year. Uh, I, I do like Porter and the addition of him to Denver, but um, i got to disagree with you. I think the, the thing with boy. Denver is you've got Jerry and Grant at the three slash four. Really, Jeremy! Come on, Josh. Come Dude, on, man. I have man. the worst problem with that. I have done that God. for the last seven years. He's talking about little time. brother. I do it all the time. I, I don't know what the deal is. But regardless, I think Michael Porter Jr., just because they don't really... I mean, Torrey Craig's in front of him at the three, and I like him a lot more than Torrey Craig. And by no means do I think the uh, the Nuggets are going to rush him back, try to put a ton of minutes on his plate early in the season. I think they're going to ease him into things, but I think 20, 30 games in, they're going to kind of look around and go, holy shit, this guy could be the X factor that takes us deep in the playoffs. Let's start putting a little more on his plate and see if he can handle it. And from what I've seen and what I've heard... I think he could, and it's a long shot. I mean, I just didn't want to be boring and go with Zion, so I thought right. I'd mix boring. it up. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, let's move on no. here. Uh, defensive player of the year. Jack, I got a, wait, wait, wait. I got oh, a couple bad, more, bad. bro. Chill. Oh, what's up? What? No, what's so Jack, got? Jack, you got rookie of the year, hero at ten to one. Jackson, you said MPJ sixteen to one, and Brandon Clark at sixty to one. I'm throwing a, yep. one more guy out there. We got to talk about John Morant while we're on this subject. John Morant plus four fifty, that's a decent payout, and I think he's got. A, I mean, obviously he has a way better chance than Brandon Clark to win this award because he's gonna have the ball in his hands, you know, infinity times more than Clark will. He's gonna have the ability to put up 
eight to ten assists as a rookie score what do you guys think he's going to score this year i've i've been thinking about it what like what did 16? he score in college what 24 15 and six or seven he was 24 and 10 yeah. in college i believe yeah I, I i like i mean you gotta think any bad team because i think the grizzlies are going to be bad still has a guy who scores a lot of points for them because every team has to score some amount of points so i mean I, I could see him getting up there you know 17 18 and dishing out seven or eight assists but that yeah that, that that's the ceiling for me I like that. Yeah, I just wanted I to. I just wanted to mention him at plus four fifty. So we got Zion minus one thirty. Jaws number two at plus four fifty. Hero ten to one. MPJ sixteen to one. Brandon Clark sixty to one. Defensive Player of the Year. Yes, sir, Jack. Who you got? I've got AD. Um, and why is because of a point you made uh, earlier in the podcast. LeBron takes plays off. LeBron is going to need somebody to step up and be the defensive anchor for that team. We already know Anthony Davis is a defensive player of the year candidate every single year. And I think being put into a position where he's going to be asked to really step up and, you know, hold it down for that team. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to block shots. I think, you know, people are going to stay out of the paint. He's versatile got every reason to believe anthony davis has a great shot at plus 550 yeah and like you were saying he's versatile he can switch on to anybody and hold his own i mean there there's no one that you can really switch him on where the lakers are going to be shitting their pants and going all right we got to call for help right now right. i think he, even most guards you get switched on to him and you're not that worried about it I, like he's one of the few big men in the league that you really feel like can hold his own guarding damn near any position no uh, i think Anthony Davis and Cat are the only two bigs like that that could really switch on to all five players. That's a great point. JoJo is my defensive player of the year because I picked him at MVP. I got to double down on that. I think he's going to be a monster, just swatting shots all over the place. He's got, like, we're talking about guys with chips on their shoulder. JoJo has one this year. He wants to get it done. You saw him crying when that Kawhi shot dropped through the basket. It means a lot to him. I don't know if you're trying to convince me or deter me here, but... Uh... You saw him crying. You saw how much this game means so to him. Joel this game Embiid. has brought him through everything, man. Plus so you're betting on a man that cries for MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. That's what you're telling And me. to win the championship. Jesus, <laughs> Peter like is quadrupling down here. I, don't, I can't change my story if I make one pick. <laughs> the others should probably make logical sense. So, yeah, I like JoJo, plus 750. Rudy's, like, plus 185 yeah, think, or something. We're going to see Peter arguing JoJo over MJ or LeBron next year after the season, I guarantee Yeah, you. yeah. JoJo's going to finish like third in the MVP race and second in defensive player of the year. And they're going to win the East and lose, like get swept in the finals. And Peter's going to be random. You're going to be Jojo's so close, Peter. That would win <laughs> a few of those. So it would be pretty close. So there you, know. you go. Well, Hey, last, right. last, last year they had it, you know, the MVP race down to Giannis Harden and Paul George. Yeah. And they ended up giving defensive player of the year to Paul George. And I think that had a lot to do with the fact that Giannis got MVP. So oh, 100%. 100%. I, 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 th- I, think if, I think if one guy gets MVP, I don't think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. 
I'm with you on that, but Peter's probably just hoping he can get one of the two at this point. No, I said <laughs> I like he's going to be. I, like I said he told the media he he wants to do both. He wants to be the third player behind MJ and Akeem Olajuwon, and I think all he's right. capable of it. Well, we all the media think the in this day and age is has going to be, to be nice. The media doesn't want to give two things to one person because that's pretty much bullying in 2019. But um, Fair enough. my pick, pick here, my pick's Kawhi. And I just felt like mixing it up. I didn't want to take Rudy Gobert because his odds were so low. I think if Kawhi plays over 65 games, I hope he will. I don't know how intense the load management's going to be. But I think if Kawhi plays enough games, he's going to be in the conversation. I think with how good the Clippers are going to be, He's not going to be in the MVP conversation just because he doesn't really score enough. But I think the media is going to want to give him some award just based off the fact that he's been so dominant. And I think the Clippers are going to be dominant this year. So that's really why I like him here. I don't have much other logic behind that. So with that being said, you all ready to move on to six man here? I do have one thing that I, I just thought yeah, of. Let's hear it. Each of our defensive player of the year picks came from our oh NBA championship it pick. Is. It is. I just noticed that too. Defense wins championships. Defense wins championships. Baby. Retweet on that. Hard. Retweet on that. Let's do it. All right, Jack. Six man of the year. Who you got? Jeremy Grant. Not Jerrion. Jeremy Grant. Apologies. <laughs> Apologies. I think he. I think he's gonna be the secret weapon to Denver. I think he's he's kind of a missing piece for them, and he's. I don't know if you guys saw a video of this, but his uh, mid range pull up jumper. Off the dribble, he I just seen this. absolutely I drilled it. And, you know, as a Thunder fan, I've watched Jeremy Grant grow year in and year out. I know you guys have too. I've been high on the dude ever since we got him from Philly. I think he's I think he's one of the best players or one of the most slept-on players in the league. Um, mm-hmm. This is a guy who was so big for the Thunder last year. Without him, are the Thunder even a playoff team last year? You don't know. The D- Denver swooped in at the right time. They paid the price with a first rounder, but it's really going to pay off for them. I think he's a guy that he he's one of those glue guys for any team, and he can shoot the ball. He can defend, you know, three four positions. I I, I love Jeremy Grant, and we have him at plus two thousand. Love it. Sign me up. I completely. Gosh, I couldn't agree more. I love this pick. Jeremy, like you said, has gotten better every year. Last year, it was his three-point game. He was hovering around 40%. Do you know what he ended up with? I think it was 38-39, but either way. Yeah, no, he's going to be able to do a lot next to the Joker. Oh, gosh, I couldn't agree more. I I, I think the only way Jeremy Grant doesn't win sixth man of the year is if he takes Paul Millsap's starting spot, which I could see happening. Yeah, I forget uh, about Paul Millsap. I forget he's there. That's a great point. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see as the season goes on. We'll see how good that Denver team is. Yeah, Jackson, who you got? the three if they wanted to play big. Um, right. It is the Lou Williams Award, you know. So. And that is my pick <laughs> we'll right see. there. That is my pick, <laughs> Lou Williams. I, I just, I mean, it's Lou Will. It's the sixth man. He's got a song about him. I like what more can you say? He's only plus 170. Not a huge value pick here, but I got to go with my guy, Lou Will, and that's really all I got on it. Can't hate on that. Peter, yeah, what you got for us? I like Lou Will there because that team's going to be so good. And right. He's just going to be dropping probably 
20 a game at least again. Yeah, he, he just scores, man. The dude just gets buckets. Yeah, two more guys I wanted to point out. Dinwiddie at plus 550. I think he's going to have a big season. You know, he's turning his contract into an investment vehicle, like putting it into esports or some crazy yeah, action. Yeah, I saw something about that. I need to read up on that. But Dinwiddie at plus 550 with that Nets team, they're going to be probably top four in the East. So I, I really like him. And then J.J. Redick at 20-1. to 1. He had a career high in points last season. That Pelicans team could be really good with Zion. Nobody really knows what his ceiling is. They're, they're going to look season. to him for the three ball. JJ's probably going to yeah. put up close to 18 again. 20 to 1. JJ, let's go. I like it. All right. All right. Most improved player here. Jack, you want to start us off once again? Yeah, I'd be happy to. And uh, I'm going to. You know, my last pick wasn't a current Thunder player, but this pick is. This will be Shea Gilgis Alexander at plus like 1,400. It. Shea, they are absolutely going to start building around him. And, you know, they, he, he's there with Chris Paul. Who knows how that's going to work out? They seem to have great chemistry from everything I've seen coming out of training camp and in the preseason. I think Shea, you know, he was, he was a starter for a competitive playoff team last year. You know, we forget – the Clippers took the Warriors to six first first round, and yeah, you know he was, he, a big he, was he was right there averaging you know thirteen ish a game, and, and and that's where we see a lot of these most improved players. Um, mm-hmm. that, that, that's where we see their previous season. You know, a starter around thirteen, and I forget what he averaged for the Clippers. I want to say four, five, six assists, few rebounds. I think he takes his game to the next level. I've followed him all summer, and this might be a little bit of a homer pick, but. Um, that's, no, that's, I like where I, that also. that's where I put my money. I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is the future of the Thunder, and I think he's a future all-star in the NBA. I agree on that, too. And defensively, that's one thing people forget about. The dude can guard the one, two, or three defensively, and he's really good. He's got oh, quick hands. Big. He gets a lot of steals. He's always in passing lanes. He's going to be really, really big for them. And I think Chris Paul knows they're not going to make the playoffs and make a run this year. He's going to look to kind of mentor SGA and probably even defer to him at times. And you also don't know how many games Chris Paul's going to play. I mean, he could get hurt and only play 40 or 50 games this year. Right. And he could also get traded. That is a very valid point also. Very valid point also. <laughs> uh, Peter, who you got here? I know there's a couple guys you're liking. You want to give us the rundown? Yeah, I will. But but before I do that, Jack, do you yep. think Chris Paul is going to get traded this season? I, I just had to ask. Man, yeah, I do. I really? Do. Um, I think someone will be desperate looking to make a playoff push. And there, an, an injury could happen to a team's Miami, man. To a guard and a team. It, I'll say I'll say it just like we did whenever they're talking about trading Westbrook to the Heat or the Rockets. If we don't get Tyler Hero, I don't want anything <laughs> to do with the Miami trade. But <laughs> but uh, I, I I do I do think Chris Paul was ultimately brought in to be moved on. I think I think he's he's really embracing being back in Oklahoma City. I I, I love bringing him back. I think he's awesome. But that contract alongside with what with what the Thunder are trying to do. He's temporary. And and that yeah. gets back to my, my most improved player. Like, you know, I, I hope Shea Gilgis Alexander gets to learn as much as possible from the point yep. god. You know? One hundred percent. 
I couldn't think of a better mentor. But yeah, Jackson, I got a few guys I like here. Lonzo Ball at sixteen to one, man. I like there's there's no better award for this guy. He's had a couple rocky seasons in LA, kind of figuring out who he is without LeVar leaning over his shoulder, right? I like so he, that. He put up about 10, 5, and 5 last year in just 47 games for the Lakers. Now he's probably going to start next to Drew Holiday, a veteran leader who's going to be just, you know, he's going to be the captain of this team. He's going to be, you know, commanding the ship all season long. No, but no better guy for Lonzo to play next to. He can also cover up JJ's defensive issues if that's a problem. I think Lonzo could up his game, start putting up 17, 8, and 6, something like that. A little bit of a Pascal Siakam blow up this season. Right. I, so, I, I like Lonzo to get a lot better this year as well. Um, my only argument against him winning the award would just be I, I don't think he's as gifted of a scorer. Um, I think he's going to get the job done and help his team in a lot of different ways. But I think when it comes down to these awards, the consensus will be people voting off of stats. And I don't think Lonzo is going to score 17 a game. Personally, I could see him getting up to 15, but I don't yeah. think, I don't it's think more realistic. That yeah. Point. I think his passing is going to provide the most value for that team. Absolutely. And, and his defense, people yeah. forget about his defense. Yeah. His, his defense has come a long defense. way the last couple of years. His instincts I, are insane. I would consider him as a as a good defender in the NBA, alongside Drew, alongside Drew Holiday. Not a lot of people are going to score on that. Team. That backcourt is going to be tough. Nasty with Zion yeah. at the five. <sighs> um. All right. Well, are there any <laughs> others you're liking here, Peter? I know there's a couple. I know there's one guy you like that I like also. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple more long shots to throw at you while we're at it. So you got SGA at plus. 1400, 14 to 1. Jackson, ooh, you're about to get to yours, but I got Lonzo 16 to 1. Jonathan Isaac 20 to 1 for the Orlando Magic. Guy played like 26 minutes a game last year, put up about 10 points, over He's 5 rebounds. Honorable mention. Yeah, watch out for Jonathan Isaac to make a name for himself this season. I could definitely see it. I, I Isaac was Isaac has been a guy I've been advocating for the Thunder to trade for for a long time. Oh, he would be such a good fit after losing Grant, man. Why the did you have to bring that so up to me? The ceiling is so high for him. The ceiling is so high. And he's underperformed his first few years, been kind of banged up. A lot of people have forgotten about him. He's one that I like a lot, a lot. Yeah, and people are, probably aren't going to listen to what I'm saying right now. They're not going to buy my stock in Jonathan Isaac, but the playoffs are going to roll around. The Magic might be back in it. They might see this guy on a national stage, and they'll be like, You mean when Mar- this guy? Markel Fultz is popping off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's actually well, a name I haven't even thought of for this one. Comeback award. player of the year, baby. Wow. That, I don't even know the odds on Fultz winning it. Let's I don't see. know if there are odds on that, but I think he'd have to. Be uh, unreal, Carla. I'm looking right now. I don't see it. Oh, oh, plus three thousand for Fultz. Yep. Mark for him Fultz. up as my dark horse minus Shay. Plus Markel Fultz. Okay. Oh, okay. For most improved player. Yeah, thirty to one. Markel Fultz. No, and then the last guy I like. Why not Mark- throw him in there? You know. Why yeah, not? Thirty to one. 
True. And then, yeah, my last guy, Marvin Bagley, 25 to 1 of the Sacramento Kings. Wow. Bagley's been balling in the preseason. I think he's going to play a different role than he played last season. He's going to be a go to guy. Jack, did the Chiefs just score? I hear someone, or Peter, I hear someone getting pretty excited. <laughs> that, 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 that was my, those were my roommates. They have the Astros on. Um, all, the, <laughs> okay. The, the Chiefs are on uh, commercial right now. They're up 10 to 6. But I, see I they got think Mahomes just got hurt. So I, I'm sweating it just a little bit. All right, let's not talk about it. Um, yeah, let, 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 let's stay NBA-oriented. Yeah, uh, and let's uh, – I have the game on in the here, corner of my eye. <laughs> let's finish up in a relatively timely manner so we can get to that. Um, I'll go ahead and give my most improved here. I've been talking about him a ton. I've talked about him for a stupid amount of time on these pods, so I won't say too much. On for knee, Simons. 50-1. to one. People have forgotten about him. The summer league hype was there when he was balling out. He's been playing over 20 minutes a game. He's looking like he's going to be Portland's sixth man. As crazy as that sounds, him and Zach I'm one Collins of those people that be... forgot about him. Dude, people are sleeping on him, and Portland's kind of one of those teams that aren't that exciting. They're probably going to be in the 6-7-8 playoff range again. But Onfrey Simons is going to be the third biggest contributor on that team this year behind Damon CJ. <sighs> He's going to be big. It sounds like a reach. I know it. The dude is younger than us, and he is talented, and he's going to make a huge jump this year. But that's all I've got to say. Y'all got anything else on uh, most improved player before we move on? I'm good. Nah, take Zoe. All right, let's hit coach of the year and then take a quick break. Yes, sir. I'll start it off. Coach of the year. Right. I'm looking for some value. I'm going back to the New Orleans Pelicans. Alvin Gentry at 15 to 1. Throw your money down now. Zion's going to be there. This team has an opportunity to sweep these awards. Coach of the year, rookie of the year, sixth man of the year. This is a team that could sneak into the playoffs through the play of Zion Williamson, JJ Reddick scoring close to 20 a game, Drew Holiday doing his thing, Lonzo Ball. Just balling out, man. This is going to be one of the most fun teams to watch. The NBA absolutely hit it on the head, giving them so many nationally televised games this year. And they're playing opening Definitely. night against the Raptors. We'll get there. We'll get there. He has he has the tools to get it done. And I, I, I don't mean to interrupt here, but Chiefs game did just come on, and the Mahomes, Mahomes injury did, did not look good. He's heading to the locker room, and I am not feeling too hot about it. But we uh. can continue. He's walking. He is let's, walking. let's wrap it up pretty quick here, though, guys. Because um, <laughs> I need to get to a TV. The more beverages I get in me, for whatever weird reason, the more concerned I'm getting about this. Uh, Jack, who's your pick on Coach of the Year here? Uh, Coach of the Year this year is a guy I really liked last year, and I, I thought who should have won it. Um, and, that, and that's Mike Malone for Denver. I think Denver had a great year last year. I think they were a really young team. You know, they were the one and two seed for most of this, most of the regular season. Um, and then they eventually lost out to the Warriors. I think they ended up with a three, the three seed. I could be wrong on that. No, I believe they were the two. However, Denver, I just, I just like their style of play. I like how deep they are. And I like all the things Malone has to work with because, you know, he was such a great coach and put him in such a great position last year. They, they were a young team who learned I think every young team needs to learn a lesson in the playoffs, and 
they got theirs in by losing to Portland in seven. And I think Malone brings this team back. And I think they're one of my dark horses to win the West and maybe even the finals. Ooh, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot. I do think that Mike Malone deserved coach of the year last year. I'm with you on that. But man, ah, hoo, hoo, hee, hoo. I don't know about Denver this I, year. I said dark horse. Okay, okay. I'm, I, I'm with you then. I'm with you. Um, speaking of dark horses, just gonna throw this one out here. Rick Carlisle at forty-five to one. I know oh, yeah. we're not huge that. on the Mavs, but I think if the Mavs do make the playoffs and they are a lot better than people think, and the Luca and Porzingis thing is ahead of schedule, and they are really tough, and they are really good and really competitive in the West, I think Rick Carlisle's name has to be in there. But my pick here, Quinn Snyder, he's at 6-1. to one. He's been in the conversation a lot the last four or five years. What he's done with the Jazz is pretty remarkable given the lack of superstars. They've added Mike Conley. They added Bogdanovich. I like the Jazz a lot this year. I think if they're the one, two, or three in the West regular season, Quinn Snyder's got to get it. I like all of our picks, honestly. Fifteen to one, Alvin Gentry. Six to one, Quinn Snyder with a loaded Jazz team ready to win probably fifty-five plus games this year, and then Mike Malone at twelve to one. Jokic is going to go crazy this season. And I love that you threw Carlisle in there. 45 well. to 1. He had one of the worst odds. I, I didn't get that. I, I, I loved Carlisle whenever I was looking at the list. I just liked Malone a little bit more. Yeah, I yeah. feel that. All right, and we are back. Let's touch on some win totals. Jack, you want to lead us in here? What are three win totals you're liking for this upcoming season? Sure. So my three, they're all overs because, you know, who likes to bet unders? That's for people who sit whenever they pee. <laughs> that is I, like La- I, I like Lakers. <laughs> I like Lakers over 50 and a half. Um you know, I picked him to win it all, so they might they better win over 50 games. I think it's LeBron's year, and I think in a deep West, you have to win over 50 games if you want a good seed, and I, I just see him getting the job done. My next one is an Eastern Conference team because I figured we'd mix it up a little bit. Um, I've got Pacers over 46.5, and, and I don't think that really depends on when Victor Oladipo comes back. They won 48 last year, and Oladipo missed 46 games. They added guys that we've talked about already, like Malcolm Brogdon. Right. They added TJ McConnell. TJ Warren. Um, to an already really... And er- Sabonis oh. and Turner make a step forward. I mean, they're young. They make a jump. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they're already aggressive, especially in their backcourt on defense. I think by adding those guys, you know, I, I think the Pacers are just a good, good solid team that's going to win probably about 50 games this year in a pretty weak East. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Oh, and then, I'm sorry, I got lost, and we have I have one more. And this is going to be a huge shocker to both of you guys, but I've got Thunder over 32 and a half. <laughs> I think, I, I don't think this team is actually tanking. I think we're rebuilding, but I think we're in such a good position where it's not going to take a season 
to try to lose to really rebuild this team. We have so many assets that can be traded into star players. We already have such a good young core. Right. With, you know, my pick like Shea Gilgis Alexander, Terrence Ferguson, Diallo, guys yeah. like that. Who they're Baisley, the Baisley the rookie looks pretty good. Who they're trying to build Burton around. Should get some minutes. Um, I like him a lot. Right, and you know, Chris Ball is gonna is gonna lead the show for however long they keep him around. I I, I don't see this team losing or winning less than thirty two games this year. I think borderline if there's a fight for the eighth seed and it comes down to mavericks pelicans kings i think you can throw the thunder right in there in that conversation if they keep that core together and the team that they have for quite a while and one thing that the thunder can't really afford to do is be one of the worst teams in the nba in a small market i don't think that, that is they true can afford to not sell enough tickets i, I think oklahoma is going to sell that crowd out for quite a while, but if this if it becomes a, a regular thing to be a subpar team, that's going to mean a lot of money being lost for a small market team. So I think the Thunder stay relatively competitive and went over 32.5. Yeah, and I think another thing on top of that, just another reason for the management and front office to you know really not want to tank or try to at least win games and not try to lose games, not rest guys and do the bullshit the Suns have done the last few years, just to be frank. Um, I think tanking's kind of a thing of the past. I mean, when we look at the draft the last year, the teams that tanked and were slated for all these you know top three picks or whatever it's supposed to be. I mean, shit, I was a Suns fan, and I was looking at hopefully getting Zion or RJ Barrett or Jaw. And just ask here, the Knicks. Here I am. Yeah, I mean, tanking is Cameron not what it Johnson. used to be, and so I don't think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the Thunder has any reason here to try and lose a bunch of games. I think they're going to try and keep it competitive. They're going to try and sell tickets and win as many games as possible. So I'm with you. I like that over. Peter, you got any final thoughts here, or you want to give us your three picks? Yeah, no, I'll hop into mine. I got the Pelicans over 39 and a half. It's pretty simple. If they make the playoffs, they're going to be winning at least 45 games. So if you like the Pelicans to do that, it's an easy over, good odds. Zion is going to be a beast. It's that simple. Number two, the Detroit Pistons, over 37 and a half wins. The East is weak. We're talking about... We're talking about like the Eastern Conference here. The Detroit Pistons won 41 games last year, and were the eighth seed, right? So they made the playoffs. Blake Griffin's been working his ass off, expanding his game. They bring in D. Rose coming off of a good year last year. Svima Kailuk might be dropping in some triples. Luke Kennard is not a bad player. He's emerging over 37 and a half. I like Luke Kennard. Yeah, it's that simple. They won 41 last year. I don't expect them to get much worse. If anything, I would expect 42 uh, wins or 42 or 43 wins. So, did you mention Thon Maker being there? I've been watching the games cast. The Chiefs just got a big sack. Um, you mentioned Thon Maker being with the Pistons. Toss that in there too, man. Thon Maker. I like Dwayne, him a lot. Dwayne Casey's their head coach. Exactly, former coach of the year. That- Why in the hell would the Pistons go from forty-one wins last year to thirty-seven? There's because they're the Pistons. I agree, hundred percent. I, I think the Pistons are stuck in that mediocre boat. Nah, no explanation after you bring in Derrick Rose and our guy Sekou Dumboya, the Frenchman. He's gonna be pretty damn good in a couple years. <laughs> All right, and then my third pick. Fair enough. Win totals. 
76ers <laughs> over. Houston Rockets over Sorry. 53 and a half, man. I just love the Harden Westbrook pairing. I think Harden's going to have another historic year. He could probably average 33, 34 points a game. Him and Steph are going to be battling that out. Just love the Rockets. 53 and a half. They won 53 last year, 65 the year before when they were more healthy. Bring in Westbrook. That's an upgrade over CP3. Easy over. Take the money on the Rockets. Jackson, who are your three? All right. Well, first one here, I've got the Pelicans also. I think we can agree on that. I like the Pelicans to be 500 at the very least. So I feel good about that yeah, one. You're with me. Then the Mavericks. I've talked about the Mavs a lot. They're slated for 41 and a half wins. That's just below 500. The Mavs are going to go 500 with Luka and Porzingis unless one of them have a serious injury. Knocking on wood, I don't think that'll happen, hopefully. They're both young. They're fresh. Porzingis been getting in the weight room. Rick Carlisle's going to have that team playing well. And I just think there's no way that the Dallas Mavericks don't go 500 and aren't competitive this year. So that's my second one. And then my third one, I'm sorry, Jack. I'm, I'm sitting down right now. I might be pissing also. <laughs> I like the Raptors under. I think the Raptors are going to be very mediocre this year without Kawhi. I don't love Kyle Lowry. I don't love the remaining pieces. I like Siakam, but that's really about it. They're paying Gasol and a lot of guys that are kind of washed way too much money in the hopes of Kawhi coming back. And I think they kind of just shot themselves in the foot with the contracts they handed out hoping to bring Kawhi back. So I don't like the Raptors this year. I'm taking the under. I think they're probably going to win 40 to 43 games, not be above 500. Right. I, I, I'd agree. I'd, I'd have to take a sit if I was asked to bet on the Raptors as well. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. All right. So next here, we've got some prop bets for you guys. This one, they're a little all over the place, a little bit different. We hit on all kinds of stuff. Jack, you want to take us through the first prop bet you like? Yeah, uh, first prop bet that I like, um, I just pulled this one out, and it was assists per game. And I, you know, like I said earlier, I like Westbrook, who is the front runner for that at plus three hundred. But I really like Trey Young at plus four fifty. I think I think the dude is a baller. I think he proved it last season with you know battling with Luca for Rookie of the Year. Right. I think he and that core grow together another season, and they're in a week even weaker east than it was last year i, th- I think trey young can you know average 12 assists a game and be a I real agree. catalyst for and maybe give the hawks a playoff argument who knows i do like the hawks i like their win total over i can't remember what it's at off the top of my head it's around 500 maybe a little bit below and i think the hawks are a team that's got so much young talent they're going to be good and they have shooters that's the thing i do like trey young's assist total there because they've got so many guys that can just hit shots. Yeah, 100p, baby. Trey Young, the Hawks are going to be good this year. I'll throw out my prop. I like James Harden, plus 300 for most three-pointers made per game. Last year, it was a two-horse race. It was him and Steph. Steph is at minus 255. Those are not good odds at all. Last season, James Harden made 4.8 three-pointers per game. I expect him to shoot more and make more this season. Steph Curry was just ahead of him with 5.1. The next best was 3.8, a whole three-pointer per three-pointer made per game below James Harden. So that's mine. 
I'm with you on that one. The prop bet that I like here, you guys aren't going to like this. I'm going I got to get the Suns in here as much as I can. I'm going with Devin Booker, 15 to 1 odds. He averaged nearly 27 a game last year, and his biggest competitors, I mean people would think LeBron and AD will be up there. People will think Harden and Westbrook will be up there, but I think the fact that these quote-unquote dynamic duos are only going to have one ball on the court. There's not going to be as many, well, as many points to go around at least. Maybe touches, maybe they'll figure it out. But um, <laughs> Peter, pipe down, man. I know you don't like Devin Booker, <laughs> but you don't need to be messaging me these things mid-segment. Um, <laughs> the biggest competition here is going to be Steph. I said it earlier, I like Steph to have 30-plus a game. That Warriors team is going to need him to carry them. He's going to get a stupid amount of shots, but I think Devin Booker is going to get every look in the world he wants. He's by far the best player on that team. That is his team. They've got him locked in for a long time. They're going to look to feed that man, and he will put up 30-plus a game this year. I don't fall with you. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to. That's okay. I understand, but y'all will see. The Suns are going to be very mediocre this year, but Devin Booker will score a lot, and that will give me enough satisfaction to sleep at night at least, I hope. <laughs> Y'all want to move on to opening night picks? You got anything else here? Let's do it. All right, that. let's go. Right, so There's no way Devin Booker's averaging 30 a game. Oh, I'll bet my soul on it. <laughs> opening night here, we have some pretty solid Come on, games. Tuesday! So the first game. First game on TNT, we get Shaq, we get Chuck, we get Ernie, we get Kenny. Can you ask for anything more? Tuesday is going to be an incredible day. First game, Pelicans at Raptors. Raptors unveiling their championship banner. They get the rings. They get to do all that bullshit because they're not going to get to do it again for a very long time. So enjoy it while it lasts. Right now, the lines we are looking at, it is Toronto by five and a half points. They're the favorite. Money line, Toronto minus 250. Pelicans plus 200 over under 232.5. What do y'all think on the lines in the spread here? Jack, take it away. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go with the Pelicans. I, I, I like them at plus five and a half, and you could talk me into taking the odds on the money line as well. I, right. I, I think, I think the Raptors, like you said, it, this isn't gonna be like a Warriors situation where they, their ring ceremony is just another game. Right. This is going to be a really big deal for the Raptors. They're going to, you know, have their heads all wrapped up in it, which that's completely fine because you know it is a big deal and it, it's it's only the opening night. But on the other side of the court, you have a guy who's been talked up to be LeBron, the next LeBron James, entering his first game in the NBA. I think Zion is going to come in and I think he's going to dominate down low. And I I, I like the Pelicans in this. You know, you have the Raptors under win total and. You guys both have Pelicans over. I, I, I just honestly think the Pelicans might just be a better team than the Raptors all around. Oh, I definitely agree. Definitely. You yeah, know, that's a massive loss in Kawhi. And I don't really see who you're... And, and Danny, Danny Green. Green. Yeah, two yeah. of their starting five. So who are we asking to step up here? And those are the only two winners that were I know, right? Team. I mean, if we're being honest, those are the only two guys that really won before that last only season. Get- I don't remember what the odds were, but I saw Kyle Lowry way too high on the on the possible MVP. Uh, the fact features. that Kyle Lowry was even on the MVP odds makes me want to fucking throw up right now because <laughs> that dude is a chubby Chris Paul at best. <laughs> well, Chris Paul is pretty damn good. But anyways, Jack. I, I'd take CP over him. 
Oh, I would too. Easily. I would too. Jack, I agree with you. I'm taking Pelicans plus five and a half as my best bet on this game. The money line, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. I think the Pelicans are going to win against the defending champs when they're getting the banner unveiled and the rings given to them, like Jackson mentioned. I don't know. I, but Zion, first game, national spotlight. Here's the thing, though. All of those Pelicans guys, minus Drew Holiday, they were playing in their first game with that team. And all of them, especially the guys got traded away from the Lakers, Lonzo, uh, Josh Hart, a few of them, they're going to have massive chips on their shoulder. They're going to be on prime time, first game of the season, new team, just got traded away. They're going to come out there, and they're going to want to show people that they're legit. And that's why I'm liking the money line here. If I'm putting any money on it, I'm taking the money line, and I also like the under. And I like the under just because Toronto, when I think of them, I think more of a defensive team. There's not really anyone offensively on the Raptors that I'm worried about hanging 25 or 30 on me. Um, and with the Pelicans, that backcourt, you've got Lonzo and Drew Holiday. And I just think that's going to be more of a defensive game than people realize. And I think that over-under is just a little bit high, if you ask me. But that's really all I've got on it. Y'all got anything else on this first game we're getting to see Jack, Tuesday night? Jack, I got a question nope. for you. Yeah. yeah. Who do you think is going to be the leading scorer in this game? No Kawhi. No Anthony Davis. I I, I think it's Zion. I do, too. I really too. do. Me too. I think Zion's gonna have twenty five or so. I I I could see uh, Brandon Ingram mm-hmm. having a big one. Oh, I like that. Do you think Siakam's we, we for, we gonna be on he's Zion? On the Pelicans. Will Siakam guard Zion? I think he has to. Who knows? Or Baca. I, I don't know yeah, how they're gonna we'll see. Do it. It, it, it's, there's no telling on that one. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on here. Second game we've got Staples Center. The battle for LA. NBA did a good job with these opening game slates, Fantastic honestly. Job. I know you got to throw Toronto in there. None of us give a shit about them, but the other three teams, they're the ones we really want to see. So we got no PG, unfortunately, in this first game, but the Clippers are still a one point favorite. Money line LA plus 100, Clippers minus 120, and then the over under is 226.5. Jack, what are you, what are you liking in this game here? Well, I picked the Lakers to beat the Clippers out for the West, and I picked them to win it all. Right. So just nat- naturally, I'm going Clippers minus one in this game. Okay. Just because it's just so Kawhi. It's just it so Kawhi to just win-, win a game without Paul George. And, and after I- the free I- agency they- stuff where the Lakers thought they had him for sure, and they're the little brother in L.A. still. Right. And, and when it comes down to a game, especially a game with a one-point spread, it's really just a gut feeling, and my gut says Clippers. Same. I, 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 I think I think Lakers might start a little slow. Obviously not as slow as they did last year. I, I, I think they might start off, you know, 3-3 three and three or something like that. But I, I do see them eventually gelling. But I, I see the, the Clippers and their, their all-around experience as a team together take out Kawhi. I think I see them getting it done. The Lakers have a lot more new faces than they do. I agree. The Lakers are pretty much an entirely new team. I'm with you. Yeah, well, I take the other side here. I think the Lakers money line plus 100, it's a pick 'em, even money. Take the Lakers on the money line, better odds than the plus one. LeBron, prime time, last game on TNT. You know those four guys you mentioned earlier, Jackson, they're going to be hyping this up, ready to go. 
LeBron and AD, they're going to get it done. Paul George is out for a little bit. It's pretty simple. I just think LeBron's going to be ready to go game one. The Clippers, it's going to be a weird start for them, I think. I don't know how well they're going to mesh together. I think it might take five to ten games. I don't think I could disagree more. I think with Doc Rivers and a lot of the personalities they have in that locker room, None of them give a flying fuck about who's got the ball, who's getting the numbers. They just want to win, and I think the Lakers are going to have some problems we'll with that. We'll see. Doc Rivers versus Frank Vogel. I take Doc Rivers every day of the week. Well, we, I mean, you could also argue that it's Doc Rivers versus LeBron James. Yeah. Who really knows who's going to Yeah, or Doc game. Rivers versus Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd and the 18 other assistant head coaches they have on the bench. But Yeah, <laughs> right. no – We'll see. It's going to be fun. First game of the year. There's going to be more Laker fans there, even though it's technically a Clippers home game. The battle for LA starts game one. A lot of Kawhi jerseys. A lot of Kawhi jerseys. It's going to be exciting. It's totally gut feeling pick, and I'm sticking with Clippers. I'm with you. I can't wait, though. I'm pumped. Uh, Jack, just throwing it out there right now. We're looking at 20 to 6 at halftime, which I can live with. No Mahomes, it's scary. But uh, you guys got any final thoughts here on the NBA before we head into this season? Jack, give us your thoughts on the Thunder, man. Um, my yeah, thoughts on the it. Thunder, I knew this was coming. You you heard them with my over-under picks and me talking about Shea Gilders Alexander. I, I, I really do think the team is light years ahead of any other team that could be considered rebuilding. I, I'm really excited to watch, and I'm excited to, you know, Turn, turn the TV on on a random Tuesday night and not have all the pressure in the world on if we're going to, if we win this game, we'll be the two seed. If we lose, we'll be out of the playoffs, you know? <laughs> I, I, I just, I just, I just want to see the Thunder have fun and, you know, play free. And I want to see you guys, you know, step up and play to their potential. And I really think that we have a, we have a good season ahead of us. One point, I, one point I think a lot of people are missing is that Billy Donovan, this will be the first year since he's become a coach in the NBA where he doesn't have a guy of the Westbrook, KD, Paul George, Carmelo, right. Anthony, right. you know, status, like telling him how he needs or him having to coach around them. He does have Chris Paul, but, but we'll get we to all see how that, good Billy Donovan actually is as an right. NBA coach this year. I'm with you on that. Exa- exactly. It's going to be his lineups. It's going to be his rotations He's going to be calling the plays, and it's not going to be exclusively based around how explosive Russell Westbrook is and if Paul George can hit a clutch shot or not. I like that. We're really, we're really going to see some young guys be tested and put into different situations, and you know, this year's just going to be fun for the Thunder. I am a little bummed out that we're not going to be involved in the whole dynamic duo, the start of that era. Cause, you Give know, it a year or two. It's all bullshit. It all goes fast, right. too. It, it changes so quick. Right. You know, the, the past few years, I, I, I have a buddy who's a really big Mavs fan. He, wow. Um, he, always said, he, he always says, or the past few years, he's always said it's good to be bad right now while the Warriors are dominating. And, yep. You know, That's I, what I've I, said I, about I, the Suns. I, I kind of envied him on that because now we're bad right when the NBA Blows when it's open. wide open yeah right. that's how i always felt on the suns like if there's a time to be bad and stink the freaking place up might as well do it while we have no chance and the warriors are going to walk all over everyone in the world right well while, while everybody else is just throwing hail marys to catch up to them but yep. i don't know you know Pre- Presti's built a built a dynasty before and never won a championship but 
I, I'm excited to see him do it again. Nah, I am too. I'm definitely excited too. Uh, cheaper, cheaper tickets for Thunder games. That'll be cool. I'll definitely <laughs> be going to a few. Peter, <laughs> what are your thoughts here going into the season? I don't have much more, so bring us home. Yeah, here. no. Only thing I wanted to mention, because his name hasn't been mentioned once tonight, Danilo Gallinari. This guy's going to be one of the most important parts of the team, man. He's going to be – has oh the potential to be God. our He's leading He's probably going to put scorer. up 20 and 5 a game. Have you guys seen his jump shot in the preseason? I know I've seen him play against the Thunder throughout his whole career when he was with Denver and, you know, the Clippers. And I knew he was a good scorer. But, He's man, wet. every time, the, hope his knees every time he go. pulls up from three, it looked like – I, I think it's going It's in. beautiful, man. He's going to be fun to watch. He's going to be mean, a great potential trade guy at the end of the season. Obviously not. That's that's what I was just break, about man. to say. Around the all-star break, if he's putting up 20-plus, we could flip him to a contender for something real nice. Uh, I, still like, I still like trying to flip him and a few other pieces to the Warriors and get D'Angelo Russell back. Maybe. Think about a D'Lo mm, SGA backcourt. Mm, no? Uh, no? I don't see it happening. Okay. No, okay. I. What 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 could a what could a Gallinari, Chris Paul, and throw any of our first round draft picks package Ooh, get to the Heat? CP3, Jimmy, Danilo. Anyone will give anything for Chris Paul. <laughs> that contract is just so bad. I, I I think come trade deadline, if injuries are scaring injuries or teams just aren't gelling, I think somebody will roll the dice and throw together a package for Chris Paul and. Hey, worst case scenario, we don't trade him, and we're a competitive team this year, and we get to have a year of another all-star point guard. You know, the Thunder have been so fortunate to have all these great players come through, and I'm I'm just excited to see Chris Paul back in Chesapeake Energy Arena. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Tuesday. It's gonna be fun. five sleeps. Is that right? Five What's sleeps that? until tip-off, man. I couldn't be oh, more yeah. excited. Jack, what's your handle? Where can we find you, bro? And then we'll get out of here and watch some football. Oh, you you can find me on Twitter at Hot Take Hail, spelled exactly how you think it is. It's a nice, clean <laughs> handle. Um, I actually kind of cringe every time I say that out loud, but, you know, I'm going <laughs> to stick by it. I'm going to stick by it. Um, you know, I, I'm working with a dude named Travis Singleton from Sneaker Reporter. Um, you could maybe see me doing some Thunder stuff this year. I don't know. That's kind of in the works. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but I'm most active on Twitter, and you'll catch some of the hottest takes, you know, this side of the Mississippi from me there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Stay tuned also because we might, we might get some Thunder stuff in the works with Hot Take Hail and potentially the three of us down the road. So stay tuned oh, yeah. for some more Thunder content coming from us. No, but I, I've had a lot of fun doing this. This is my third time being on, and you know, I appreciate you guys having me on every single time. It's It's been a lot of fun. Oh, for sure. We appreciate you coming on, man. Peter, yes, sir. you got anything else here? Because I'm ready to go hit this football game, get to watching. All right, man. Go Chiefs. See y'all. Pray, hey, pray for my homes. Yes, sir. <laughs> for real. Hope he's all right. No joke. See y'all later. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Jack.